0: hello there thank you for joining us again on the beauty and the brain for those of you who may have
1: missed us the last couple of weeks we are alina and maddie aka the beauty and the brain and we are here to bring botox and bravo to the table for your next dinner party
0: think of it as us bringing basic bitch topics into the intellectual sphere So I'm back um, at it with these glasses again, because clearly I just love that it falls into the stereotype of the, the brainy nerd.
1: I know. I was actually going to wear my blue light glasses today, <laughs> but I look ridiculous in them. Um, so I opted not to, but I don't know why. So good.
0: I mean, it's also like sexy librarian a little bit. Like I'm here for it, you know, with the red lip, just pulling off the moves. What can I say?
1: a little uh, role play
0: <laughs> you know me a little too well Alita
1: <laughs> I I know that that wasn't completely out of the uh out of the ordinary so um no I love them I love I love them and I love the lip so
0: yeah oh thank them on bunch wait what is it that you just said
1: sexy brain of the bunch
0: Oh, oh my god stop but, but really keep going I'm here for it keep going I'll keep going. Um,
1: so this week I feel like flew by and I realized that next Friday is October 1st.
0: Yeah. I just don't know where 2021 went, honestly. Um, I really, I have no, like, what did we do this year? We started a
1: podcast.
0: That is True. But other than that, truly, like, what the fuck did we do this year? Like, I feel like there are no defining characteristics of this year for us. I mean, other than the world of shit outside of, like, our home lives.
1: What else did we do? Um, We learned why a cactus kit is necessary in Joshua Tree. Um, We... I learned how not to code this house is. Um, and I, I practically became like an armchair general contractor. Um, no, no, but you're right. This year's fucking washed in my eyes.
0: I was just thinking like your birthday is coming up. And I was like, wait, what are we doing for your birthday? Because every year we tend to do something for your birthday. And I remember like we went to fucking Hong Kong slash Bali for your dirty 30. Um, and now I'm just thinking about, it, I'm like, realistically, what the fuck can we do at this point?
1: I'm not having another pool party at the house, though. That's not what I want to do. Um, last year, I was lucky. I went to Hawaii. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mark is supposedly planning something, but we'll see. You'll probably get up there like November 2nd being like, oh, tomorrow's like his birthday. Are you coming? So, I, I don't know. Um, but TBD, TBD. Yeah, it's wild to think that this is the start of my 30s.
0: Yeah. I mean, honestly, I keep telling myself that the past year and a half doesn't count for shit. So in my head, I'm still 27. I didn't hit 28, did not hit 29. Hopefully March of next year, I'll be able to actually celebrate and do something.
1: Let's go to Bali for your dirty 30. I think that we should just like do it all over again. That's my I want to do Greece. That's on my bucket list.
0: Yeah, it's, uh, it's really funny because I went and I, I think I told you this. I studied abroad in England for a year and one of the places I really wanted to go to was Greece. Um, and that's because like growing up, my dad did a lot of business in Greece and he always like promised us that he would. He never did. And then when I was there, I was like, oh, I'm going to do it. And then that was the year that great, Greece was going through like such social turmoil and there were all of these riots happening. And my mom was like, if you fucking go, I will disown you. It is not allowed. Um, I mean I still could have gone, but realistically I was like, ugh, I don't, you know, wanna like get kidnapped or something in Greece. Um well, so yeah, let's
1: done. I'm excited. Let's start planning.
0: Then, i mean can we actually plan i feel like i have no idea what is going to happen at that point what if like we're on the fourth booster it's like you cannot come back to this country unless you have like the fifth one or something i don't
1: know I think we can start to get ideas together and like price it out and stuff like that i don't think we should you know pull the trigger until a lot closer to the date but i mean i already have a trip to tulum planned for mexico so fuck it let's do greece in, in march um i'm here for it
0: honestly you know me just tell me and i'm i'm on a fucking like boat plane car ride for 10 hours i don't care just get me out of this fucking house you're here, here seriously
1: <laughs> i am climbing the walls and i'm like okay it's another day of the same fucking four walls and the same please. And the same, the same pink color. Um, but no, I, we we should feel very grateful. We mm-hmm. had opportunities to see each other, and we've done some trips. Um, but no, I feel you. Let's let's plan
0: Greece. Let's do it. Okay, good, good, good. So, if our viewers have any recommendations? Please tell us. Um, okay. On that note, actually, speaking of followers, um, as we all know, Maddie loves the TikTok. I kid you not. There are times where, like, I will start at like 1 p.m. where the sun is out shining and my eyes will be glued to the screen. And when I come to realization of life, I will look up and the room is fucking dark. <laughs> AKA I have no life clearly.
1: This is, scary. this is why I cannot. And I will not, I will not allow myself to fall into that trap. I think that's so, that's so dangerous. And I refuse to download TikTok. Just, you know, I won't do it.
0: I know, but it's like so funny to me that you won't do it. It's so entertaining.
1: <sighs> really post their TikTok videos on Instagram anyway?
0: Um, Some do, not everyone does. And I also think that there's like big differences between reels and TikTok. So TikTok has like, I think a wider catalog of like music that you can use. Um, they also have like a whole bunch of features that Instagram doesn't have. On top of that, they actually let you download the videos of users, Um, while reels doesn't let you do that fun facts
1: literally would take the differences between instagram reels and tiktok and like (laughs) intellectualize it we'll say um okay so back on track back on track yes tiktok you're obsessed i refuse where are we going? Like,
0: what? Where are we going with this? So as you know, I love seeing some of like the creative shit that some people will, will do, some of the challenges. But I've started to notice this trend of like petty shit that like people will post about. And it just cracks me up so much. So like I want to dedicate a portion of today's podcast to PBS, what I would like to call petty bitch shit. Um, so with that, let me just tell you what the premise of this video is that I'm that I'm going to start talking about. So, it is a dude who is in his car listening to music, and literally, it's just mainly all text um, on the video that you have to read. He's like, "Ladies, you want to be toxic when men ask for your number, give them your exes. So when they call looking for you, he'll know you're pulling motherfuckers, regardless." And I just sat there probably for a good like five minutes with this video, like looping, just cracking up, just like I couldn't contain myself. And I was like, I wonder what Alina would feel about this. And also because I feel like not to, (laughs) because I love you and you know, I love you, but I feel like this is some shit that you would have done.
1: (laughs) Really? Uh, Well, first of all, I didn't, really have any boyfriends so
0: (laughs) oh stop boyfriend schmoyfriend it's just a title but there were like dudes you were seeing
1: yeah so um I, I think that's that's kind of brilliant sometimes I watch these videos and people like come up with ideas like that and I'm like god why was my why am I not that funny and I get really mad and I think that that's I actually think that's amazing and I I feel like women should start to do that um it's funny. I was actually talking about, like, when, you know, back in the day before I was a child bride, um, I used to, when guys would ask me for my number if I didn't want to give it to them, I would always give my number, but I would change the last number. And I was telling Mark about that. And he was like, why? Why wouldn't you just give him, like, a fake number? And I was like, well, first of all, because I can recite it really quickly. But second of all, because you know how some guys are really fucking creepy and they're like, oh, let me call it and make sure that that's, like... Mm-hmm right because they've probably been ghosted or or, or whatever too many times and so I was like if it's just one number off you could be like oh shit I pressed a six instead of a five sorry like you know what I mean if you're like god this guy's gonna be a creep about it but um no I never thought to do that and I think that's amazing and
0: do okay do you think guys would actually care I, I, I great question um so I was actually reading the comments on this video Because that's how I like to waste my time in addition to watching these videos. But like people are fucking hilarious on this app. When I tell you that like the videos are like only half of it. It's really like how fucking out there some of these people's comments are that make up like 80% of the fun here. Um, So like people were talking about how they've actually done this in their past so I'm thinking like oh my god I've I've just been out of the loop all these years I didn't even know this was the fucking thing that people have been doing um and some folks were talking about how their exes would then call them being really really upset about the fact that um, they were doing this um and uh, supposedly like they were then like you know there were some tears there were some like like, look here's the dick that you know wanted you, but like some anger, like clearly some residual jealousy, anger stuff that would pop up. But I was like, damn. No A clarification, though,
1: if the girl or the whoever is doing this, I was automatically assuming that they were doing that because the ex dumped them.
0: Um, I mean, imagine you dumped the ex, though. I, I mean, I think it could go both ways. Like I would still do it if I dumped the ex and he was like an asshole, right? Like that's like, if he was a dick and that's why I broke up with him. And it's like, now you're going to know what you lost.
1: Okay. That makes more sense. I guess in my head, I was thinking like that people were doing this to be petty.
0: I think it's pettiness across the board.
1: (laughs) Um, Well, I love it. I think that people should definitely do this and tell us how it goes because... Hopefully I won't have the opportunity to do this at any point in my life. Um, No, I think that's,
0: God, why am I not that
1: funny? Why am I not that smart?
0: I mean, honestly, I had no idea that this was even a thing. So that's why I was cackling so much and like getting such a fucking, wait, what? Were you laughing? Cause I think it's, yeah, but great at the same time. Oh, hundred percent! Like it's just—I I just could not contain myself. Um, yeah, I really want our viewers to go ahead, go do this, and then report back. the nice.
1: Did you get a dick pick out of it?
0: Need to know. Ooh, that's a good
1: one. Out of it, actually, I think should be the goal. That's our challenge. I'm putting out there. I don't have TikTok. I don't know how you make a challenge, but I just made a challenge go get them dick pics (laughs) get a dick pic out of it let us know (laughs) tiktok us Uh, um is that what you call it tiktok us um age right now um but yeah no i love it
0: let's let's see how this goes guys
1: we're gonna live vicariously for you
0: you are fucking hilarious that you were just like i think i just aged us (laughs)
1: I age myself. You're the one that sits on TikTok for hours at a time. And I'm the grandma that's like, oh, I don't want TikTok on my phone. I have enough vices in my life. Uh, but no, seriously, tweet at us. Let us know. Don't need to send the dick pics. Just let us know if it happened. Confirm. We're good. We
0: send the dick pics. I mean, I, I'm i cool with that.
1: Okay. Maddie, Maddie would like the dick pic. <laughs>
0: Well, cause I would actually like to grade them, right? Like let, let's like do like a whole thing where we give like a grade, right? A, B, C, D, or F. <laughs> and we may include the pluses and the minuses in there. I don't know, but I would love that. Okay, done. I take it back. DM us.
1: DM us
0: the dick pics. Let's not all get ourselves
1: canceled today. Um, all right. Well, on that note, very, very, uh-huh. this new challenge we've just posed to our listeners. Um it is time for our basic bitch quickies.
0: Maddie, yeah, do you want to things? Yes, it's our BBQs so where we talk about uh, viral trends, top headlines of the week, shit that we couldn't make like a whole episode on, but figured we would we had to give our two cents about. Um, and with that. I'm going to go ahead and start us off with the ones that I've pulled for this week. And mind you, I kept it short because I knew we were going to do the PBS. Um, so here we go. The first headline, if you will, Elon Musk and Grimes break up after three years together. You know,
1: I don't have that many opinions on this. Um, I don't have an opinion on whether or not I'm surprised. I'm not surprised. I think it's sad for them, I guess, especially because they have that child. Um, which I I still don't understand. Like they literally named their kid a serial number. Do you know how to say the baby thing? I never quite mastered that.
0: A-X, I I don't fucking know. (laughs)
1: Exactly. Okay. So, um, yeah, I mean.
0: I I just. What what were your thoughts? You know, um, it's so interesting to me because Grimes like did a TikTok a while back where she was just like talking. She did this trend thing where she's like, is he hot or is he like one of the first people to go into space or whatever it is. Um, And she was like doing it, talking about like how he's so amazing and shit. Everyone dragged her ass so hard. Um, It's so interesting to me to like go from that to all of a sudden, like a month or so later, you end up breaking up with your significant other. Um, You know, I guess I'm not surprised. Like Elon has 5,000 kids. Um, like across several baby mamas. So I guess this isn't that surprising to me. Um, I also think it's interesting that uh, they were together to begin with. They just, to me, don't seem like the most obvious of matches.
1: I remember being surprised. I think it was more just like, just confusion more than anything but I don't know why because I don't know that much about I mean I obviously know who he is and I know who she is but I don't know that much about them right uh so it was weird that I had any reaction if I'm thinking about it but um I feel like they also it was it became more public when they had their serial number
0: baby their serial number baby I'm not gonna get over that (laughs) ax 12
1: right was we're gonna call them because I don't know the kid's name but um, I mean, look, Elon, you want to have lots of baby mamas. Good for you. You can do it. You can support them.
0: Make sure you pay your child support. And, um, I guess we'll wait to see who his next baby mama is. That's a very fair point. Um, okay. On that note, um, I feel like that was like really, really quick. Um, but I feel like there isn't really much. We'll, we'll, we'll need
1: that time back.
0: hundred oh, <laughs> percent. So, um, this one, I think, is where uh, most of our time will be going towards. Uh, I don't even have a headline because there's so much that we could do with this. But uh, let's talk about Courtney uh, and Megan and Courtney Kardashian and Megan Fox for those who may not be aware of what I meant by Courtney and Megan. Um, and the most recent uh, photo shoot that came out with them,
1: I feel like they look great. <laughs> they looked so good. Megan Fox, like her body, two years. I mean, I guess both of them actually, because Courtney has three three kids. Like whatever they're doing, whoever their doctor, like give me a call because I need that. Um, and I don't have any children. No, I think they looked amazing. And I feel like it was, I feel like in general, I'm like when did they become friends or trapped The Um, girls that are dating, the not so.
0: um, You're cutting in and out. You've been like, your video was like fucked up um, while I was talking about Elon and Grimes, but then the audio started to get fucked up with the Courtney and Megan piece.
1: Okay, let me try just hotspotting. Is it working better?
0: Yeah, it is. Okay,
1: sorry. So where, where did it start?
0: Um let me just I think I should start from the beginning for the Courtney and Megan.
1: Oh, this is so annoying if I'm not going to be able to like record in here, but okay.
0: I think you can. We were fine the last time when we recorded.
1: Maybe I don't know. I need I need to have Mark come and assess the situation. I don't know. Okay.
0: okay. Um Okay, so the next uh article, well, I mean, it's not even an article. I just literally posted two names. Um, Courtney Kardashian and Megan Fox. What are we thinking about their uh new photo shoot that just came out?
1: I think they look amazing. First and foremost, they look so fucking good. I was a little bit like, oh, what what's going on? Um, I think they look good, and I think that like what, what what more can you say about it? I feel like haters are going to be like, oh, are they lesbians? Like, maybe they are. Maybe they're swinging. I actually had that thought. Do you think that
0: now that I think about it? That's actually a really good question. Um, just because I know Machine Gun Kelly and Travis Park are like good friends, I think. Um, they perform together at the VMAs, I believe. Um, so I I don't know. I mean, I feel like with the rebellious phase that like Courtney's going through right now, I could see it. Um, but a lot of people or some folks have been saying that it's like queer baiting, which I thought was an interesting take on it. Uh,
1: what do you think it means? Because I've never heard of that in my life.
0: Well, I think some people are just like, oh, they're like, Hypersexualizing themselves and making themselves like look lesbian to like sell more or whatever it is essentially like queer baiting um and i'm just like well a megan is bi i think she's like publicly come out and said that um and you know it's a photo shoot and i feel like sex sells and why not
1: <laughs> if they were not wearing underwear because it let's say it wasn't a skims ad let's say it was an apple ad right because there was a whole apple or cherries or produce or farmer ad right do you think that anybody would have any problems with this
0: i mean they were like being like really intimate right like if you look at the photos one in particular like their legs are kind of like sprawled all over each other another one where they're like super close and like holding each other um so with or without clothing i still think it's there's still like a little bit of a sexual nature to it. But to me, I don't give a fuck. I think they both look bomb as fuck. I also think that, um, you know, like I'm here for it. Women utilizing their sexuality and their power in that to, you know, sell what they're selling. Why not? I have, I literally have no problem with it. I know some people are probably going to be like, how could you say that? Blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, we shouldn't be like over hypersexualizing women, but I'm like, yo, we get like 80, like what, what is it? Like 75 cents to a fucking dollar that like men do. Like I'm, I'm here for like utilizing every which way that we are comfortable with to get our fucking money up. So truly, I don't, I don't care. Like all power to them. If that's what they're happy and comfortable with, do it. Yeah,
1: no, I, I agree. I feel like they didn't ask for anybody to have any kind of fucking concerns about them, them, hyper-sexualizing themselves and blah 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 quite frankly i think the thing that's more interesting is just like again like are they swinging are they doing anything and if they are like good for
0: fucking them like i think whatever it's an attractive oh i would pretty much take the opportunity to sleep with megan if i could (laughs) i'm obsessed with
1: her um because i think she's just like she's just like that like bad girl but like hot girl at the same time i don't Mm. know amazing They're I mean Courtney's beautiful um but yeah I feel like people need to like shut the fuck up and just let them do whatever they want if you're offended by the pictures don't look at them <laughs> I agree honestly I mean, come on like maybe they are maybe they maybe Courtney is bi and she just hasn't had an opportunity to explore that maybe That's true an opportunity to talk about it because there is you know I mean I feel like the Kardashians everything goes but maybe, maybe that's, that is what it is. So I think people need to like sit down and stop commenting on everybody else's lives. All the
0: A hundred percent. Um, I really do love Megan though. I will say, you know, that she's like super spiritually too, which, you know, I'm like a nut for, I'm a little bit of a nutbag when it comes to that stuff. But, um, she has like gone out on interviews and talked about how, like she, when she walks into a room, she can actually sense, like energies and spirits and shit like that, and I was like, "Oh my god, I love you even more than I previously did." Girl crush. I don't know, I didn't real like. I didn't know that this was like really your girl crush. Yeah, I mean, if I were to pick a girl crush, it would definitely. be. I mean, I th- feel like I have several, but I don't like think about them as much as I do like my male crushes or right? my male celebrity crushes. Um, but if yeah, if I'm watching something, I'll be I'll tell Pierre straight up be like, "Oh, I'd fuck her." <laughs> Maddie, that's fading.
1: I thought about whether or not I wanted to say that. No, I'm just joking. I think no, she's beautiful. They're both beautiful. Like, I will ogle the shit out of them. Said, uh well, anyway, I think that they look fucking great. I I I guess the only other thing to know is like, are you guys swinging? Because I wouldn't doubt it at this point. But I, I feel like Good for you, Courtney, if you're exploring whatever it is that you're exploring right now and kind of like breaking out of this like mold that you're supposed to be. Um,
0: Also like side note caveat though. uh, So I just have to get your perspective on this. So you know how like Megan has gotten under a lot of flack for calling machine gun to Kelly daddy. (laughs) What are your thoughts on that?
1: Wait, what? No. I don't know this.
0: Yeah. Like during the VMAs, I guess she called, she said like, oh, it's up to daddy. Or something like that like in reference to mgk and i like lots of people are just like you what and i like i said i get a good fucking chuckle out of it but um i feel like some people are so polarized about it
1: in a like he controls her way in a she's daddy i'm confused sorry i'm, I'm confused as to how that can be perceived as anything other than like what
0: it is like- I mean, it's sexual. And I think a lot of people are just like you. Why are you calling your boyfriend daddy? I it. Like, I don't, know. I don't know. I thought you would have like strong aversion to this considering oh. how like PG you can be sometimes.
1: Oh, I mean, I'm a vanilla motherfucker when it comes to like sex myself, poor husband of mine. Um, no, but I don't I don't care what other people do. I think like if that's what she wants to fucking call him in bed or on the street, let her. I don't know. I don't care that much about that stuff. I mean, I I, I literally think I would like die of embarrassment if I was like in bed with Mark and was
0: like oh dad you know no like I don't think I could see myself doing that um I wonder how Mark would react I need you to like experiment with this like the next time y'all like have sex just be like oh daddy and like see what his reaction would be I don't know if Mark would get like super excited or if he would barf like I I don't know what Mark's reaction would be
1: I feel like he's a typical male and I think that he would like really love it and be like so excited um I don't think he'd know what to do with it, though, because he'd be like, what is going on? And then I'd have to be like, oh, it's like an experiment that I'm doing. <laughs> so <laughs> he might be disappointed if I don't do it again. Um, oh, my God. He's like such a boy sometimes that um, the other day we were sitting there and I was like scrolling on our TV. We have a smart TV. And out of nowhere, I was like, what is this? He was like, oh, I just decided to put that on the TV. So he downloaded Pornhub onto every single, like an app, every. <laughs> That we have in the house, and so it's like I'm just like browsing for Bravo, so I can watch Million Dollar Listing and The Housewives, and I'm like, know, what is this? And he's like, oh yeah, I just I just put it on on the TV, and you know it's just for ease ease of use or something. I was just like, this is God, you are such a just a boy. You can't even bother to like use your phone. You have to have it as like, television with like your login and everything. Wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. Mark?
0: Mark has a fucking login for Pornhub?
1: (laughs) Oh, I don't know, actually. I just assumed you needed one. I don't know. I don't don't know. Do you need a login for Pornhub? Whatever. It just, you click on it and it goes to everything. Oh
0: my God. Wait, so this is like on all of your TVs that like your friends could access in your household
1: oh, we should maybe do an episode about this because Matt and Janet, our two friends were here and Mark was like, look, 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 let me see, let me show you what I can do now on my TV. And we watched this. It was like Love Island, but like with sex and there was like a merry-go-round game or like a, I'm sorry, musical chairs, musical, musical cocks or musical dicks, they called it. Anyway, we sat around watching this, the four of us, for like, it, was, it wasn't like, it was funnier than it was sexual. I need to be very clear about that um but it, it was just like it was the weirdest experience like wait I'm still watching like porn with my friend like I don't even know but yeah so whenever you come over there's Pornhub now on the in the in the guest room on the tv you and you can just just click on it so
0: um, oh God. I just I need to like regain my breath because that took me for a wild fucking ride that I was not expecting to go on today <laughs>
1: Anyway, you can do that. You can download it. If you have a smart TV. you can download the Pornhub app. And
0: so you don't even have your computer. So, yeah. Um, but anyway. <laughs> so um, back to the topic at hand today.
1: <laughs> I'm delirious.
0: Okay. Um so, you know, other than, you know, Mark having a having Pornhub on literally every fucking smart device in your household. Um I'm actually really excited for today's episode uh, since we're doing a bit of switcheroo if you will. Um and I think what both inspired us for this episode was a, you know, the new season of Million Dollar Listing LA, which we both fucking love. And um, And B, all of your amazing, so fucking fun house woes that you've, house adventures, let's call them, uh, that you've had to deal with over the past, what, year, year and a half now? Last year. Feels exciting. Jesus. Um, so I'm actually stoked because you get to teach me because I am an absolute fucking uneducated swine when it comes to all things real estate, mainly because this shit just gives me a fucking headache. And I think they've intentionally built the system like this to make it unaccessible.
1: Well, I mean, I think we all know that my my preferred genre of television is like well-dressed white men sell houses. Um, it's so funny because I gave my, lo- my login my Hulu and whatever Netflix to, um, to one of my friends. And she literally was like, is this what you watch is like white men selling houses. She was like the taller, the better, the tighter the pants, the better. Um, I was like, yeah, that is all I watch. Um, big fan of HGTV, big fan of Bravo and million dollar listing every single city and series that they have. Um, but yeah. And and obviously I've been to hell and back with this house that was clearly a like pandemic. Purchase. It's like a pandemic puppy. Like, oh, this seems like a great fucking idea. And well, here we are. Um, so I am so excited. Um, real talk, though. You know, I I actually really, really, really love real estate. I think it's. I just think it's so fascinating how dynamic and the fast the pace it is, and just the the different directions you can take it in. So I'm ready. Tell me. I um, mean,
0: you're getting your real estate license, right?
1: I qualified for it a year ago and I've done absolutely nothing Oh shit. I actually have to, I've just taken on Monday. Clearly that's not happening and I forgot to change the date. So thank you for reminding me that. I was like, a very, I'm going to write, write that down real quick because I forgot I need to do that. And yes. Yeah. So my goal for 2022 is to get my real estate license.
0: See, that's I, what I'm here for. Saving the day schedule wise.
1: <laughs> really. Literally. Um, But yeah, so tell me, because I know that you're kind of sort of new-ish to
0: the MDL
1: world. Mm-hmm. So what are your thoughts? Let's start yeah. with you. Do you think it's real? Uh,
0: so that's a really interesting question. So Pierre and I have watched all of MDL LA. Um, we started watching New York. I think we're on like season three at this point or halfway through season three. Um slowly getting through it.
1: So jealous.
0: Oh, because I get to rewatch it or I get to watch it. <laughs> um, I love all things selling sunset as well. Um, I'd have to say that show is really good. Um, so for me, do I think the drama is real? I think some of it maybe, but I think most of it is staged. Like the drama in between the realtors and then as well as like having, having people come to the house. I think they've already like sold the house already before people come to view it and shit.
1: Really? So I know that that's true for a lot of HGTV shows. Like for example, Traffordy Brothers which is just one of the shows that got me into real estate actually. Love that show. Um, apparently you have that like, you come to, you apply when you're already an escrow on a house.
0: Interesting. I don't know if I think that's true for million dollars because they don't always sell. The property. That's true. That's true. I think for some of them, maybe. And then they just like create like drama with that. Um yeah, I think what's really interesting though is that you get like this insider look into how luxury real estate is run, which is very, very, very fucking different from the way that it would be for like us, for example, when you know, when we buy a house, like the fact that they have to host these hundreds of thousands of dollars parties to get interested buyers into a house I think it's fascinating um, and the way that they have to market these homes and even in particular the way that they have to um, like go about buyers particularities. So in particular for this season what I think fucked me up the most was the situation that Tracy had to deal with, in particular because of COVID. Um, so for our viewers who may not be watching Million Dollar Listing this season, uh, you know, Tracy went in to have an interview with a seller. Uh, the house, I think, was like over $6 million or she wanted to sell it over $6 million um, and Um, or $7 million, which she wanted. And Tracy was trying to be realistic. She said, I'm going to go interview other realtors. They come back. She's like, yeah, okay, I'll give you the listing. Then the owner comes back and is like, because of COVID, I don't want anybody to come and actually view the house in person. So sell it without anybody actually getting a fucking look of this house. I don't want any in-person home tours, which... I thought was truly fucking wild. So I have, which leads me into sort of like my two-part question to you, because once again, I have no fucking idea about this world whatsoever. One, so her solution was to have potential buyers put an offer in order to to get to see the house with a contingency that they can back out if they don't like it. Can you please fucking explain to me what a contingency contingency is and what is it typically used for in real in the real estate world because you know that it's constantly used throughout like the entirety of all the seasons that i've watched and secondly is this something like you'd even fucking do like putting an offer on a house site and scene
1: okay so first of all i need a caveat i am not a realtor i do not have my license clearly i don't even have my shit together because I forgot that my license test was supposed to be next week. Um, but also Tracy is such a bad bitch. Like she is That's amazing. I'm so happy when she joined the cast. Um, and I just, I just think she's incredible and untouchable. Um, okay. So you the first part of your question is around contingencies and what, what that means. So basically a contingency is like a get out of jail free card, right? So when you put in an offer on a house and when it's accepted, um, there's something called an earnest money or like a deposit is, you know, to kind of layman's terms, if you will. Um, so typically, at least in the state of California, it's 3% of the purchase price. So let's say you put in an offer in at $6 million, $180,000 is considered like your good faith. Like this is my earnest money. I'm serious about purchasing this house. Let's open up an escrow escrow is basically like typically depending, but let's just say 30 days. And that's kind of the period where the seller, um, the buyer does their due diligence. And like escrow is kind of like the middle man who handles the transaction for you. Cool. So, and the, basically contingencies, um, are really there to protect the buyer. So it's kind of like, Hey, if something doesn't go to plan, um, we can get out and we will, you will return our earnest money or our deposit. So.
0: Got it. So you mean to tell me that contingency protects the buyer in the off chance that something like falls through with, with what they call the contingency, but in addition, you get that 3% back
1: if you are, um, canceling the deal because of a contingency. So the three like main ones, I guess that you use are obviously loan contingency. So loan contingency is like, okay, we want to make an offer on this house at $6 million. However, we need to get funding, right? Like we are not going to pay $6 million in cash in a suitcase. So although apparently a lot of fucking people do that, but, um, (laughs) we need to make sure that like we can get our loan approved from the bank in order to purchase this house. So let's say that like, that doesn't go through. Well, then like you have that loan contingency that you can kind of exercise and say, okay, we didn't get funding. Like we can't do this deal. Therefore we're canceling the deal and we're getting back our $180,000. The second one is an inspection contingency. So as we've learned because Mm -hmm. of my... Apparently inspections do fucking nothing. Um, The idea is that you can do as many inspections that you want. There are lots of specialist ones. So there's like a general, you have like a fireplace inspection. You have a termite inspection. You have a mold inspection. You have literally anything and everything that you can think of. There is an inspection Um, I would say like the most, the standard one is general. Um, and the idea is that they would kind of uncover, Hey, the foundation has a crack in it or the, the, the electrical in this room isn't done right or whatever it is. Right. Um, fun fact, which I learned after purchasing the house, they are not responsible for knowing the code. So they're not going to say, Hey, this, this, like I'll tell, I'll give you a real life example. The attic access point was in my closet. And it was only like 16 inches by 16 inches. That was the only access point to the attic. I don't know about you. I don't think I could fit through a 16 by 16 inch hole. So I mean, you've seen my ass, my ass
0: would not be able to fit in that. Thank you very
1: much. You probably wouldn't fit through that because of your ass, but, but like most adults can't. So literally when we had like a problem, the, like the HVAC or the AC people came and they were like, I can't go up there. So I called inspection. I was like, yo, are you insane? Because now I have to spend $500 to move that. Like, you should have caught this in the inspection. And they were like, oh, well, we're not expected to know the code. Like, we saw it was there, so it's fine.
0: Anyway. Wait, I, I are you kidding me? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's take a step back for a second here. Also, I don't care if your inspector actually fucking hears this, but, like, they really failed in all aspects of actually inspecting your house. <laughs> oh, well. We know that,
1: but that was literally, that was literally day two of owning the house that we discovered this.
0: So, so you have, so basically you decided to do an inspection because your house is when, when was your house built? 19. So it's 81 years old. Wow. Okay. So you got an inspection done and essentially the inspector is supposed to tell you when things are sort of out of whack or if there's water damage or what have you. And there are different types of inspections that you can add onto sort of the standard inspection. Okay. So your inspector didn't have to know what code was in order to meet the requirements for a standard inspection is what you're telling me.
1: Well, here's the thing. It's not required by a standard inspection, right? So the, like doing something to code, you're supposed to, but codes change all the time. So for example, like there was like a pool, you know, our pool was installed in the 80s and right, theoretically they, that was permitted, we know that, but theoretically anything that was done prior to that, if it wasn't done to code, like those people were not necessarily responsible for it being to code because it could have changed. Uh-huh. They built it in 1940 it might've been to code. And then in the 80s, you know, the electrical code changes or whatever it is, or what's acceptable, you know, six inches from the wall or, you know, and it's random shit. Like, you know, we're doing our bathroom, not, not not because we, well, I wanted to, but not because we really wanted to, but, you know, by, because we had that leak issue, but apparently like a toilet must have from the wall, like the space that you can install your toilet, you have at least 30 inches. It's the most random shit, right? So it's like, me as a first-time buyer, how the fuck am I supposed to know that? So you trust these people and you should get infections. Like you have to, or you should, I should say. Um, but what I actually think would be more valuable after being through this and everything that I've been through in this house um, would be, I would have like a contractor that you really, really, really trust, who knows the code is licensed, so on and so forth. Come do a walkthrough with you because they can say little, little things like, Oh, your toilet. I mean, toilet being 30 inches from the wall or, It has to, whatever, it has to have 30 inches of clearance from the wall. Like, that's probably not going to be the biggest deal breaker. But, like, our guy.
0: mm -hmm. I think I just, like, can't stand. I mean, you know me. I Like, inefficiencies are the bane of my fucking existence. So, like, truly, what purpose do inspectors really have if they don't know what the code is? Like, isn't that part of your fucking job? That's what I thought. Like it's wild to me. So you mean, okay. So basically you're, you're, pay, you have to pay for an inspection, right? Like that's part of, you're paying for it. Wow. So you're paying for someone to come in, tell you like what's wrong with the house, but they actually don't need to certify, like they're not certified in sort of the knowledge points that are required to do a proper inspection is what you're telling me. I, I feel like my brain is melting with what you're, with what you're telling me. Like I essentially cannot trust the inspector. I legit need to bring someone who's a contractor and pay a contractor to do a walkthrough with me is, is kind of the advice that you're giving here.
1: I mean that again, I'm not a professional by any means, but like as somebody who's been through this and is still like paying the price of that, that's what I would say. Um, but yeah, so that is, I would say, the most important contingency that you can possibly have. That said, that said, if a house was already in escrow, so if they already accepted another offer and they were in the process of a deal and they did an inspection, they legally must disclose anything that was in that inspection to you. So I'll give you another. One of my friends who's a realtor was... Um, he is you know was, was working on getting an offer accepted and because he knew that the, the house was already under um co- contract and then fell out of escrow he knew that was inspections are already done so he felt comfortable advising his client and saying like hey we might actually be able to forego the inspection contingency or kind of clause if you will um because we know that we're going to have an inspection like done right and you can continue to do other here's the thing you could still do an inspection i be very clear about that. You can still do an inspection. The difference is you don't get your deposit back if you're like, oh, we're not moving forward because of the inspection. Came back and said there's a foundational issue or something like that. Does that make
0: sense? It's oh a little God, bit of I just can't. Exactly. Um, wait, okay. so what other inspections are there outside of just like the standard? I mean, there's
1: anything and everything you can think of. You can, I think you can do, I think we have like a, Inspection. Like we did a termite inspection. Um, we did a general inspection. You could do a mold inspection. We should have done because uh, we had mold. <laughs> <laughs> um, you could do like, I think you can do a, a chimney inspe- a fireplace inspection, which I didn't even know was a thing and we didn't do. And like Interesting. So, um, you could do... I think probably like a foundation, anything and everything, like a pool. Oh, we had a pool inspection. You can do a pool inspection. Like you can do everything. But remember, every single inspection that you do, that you opt for, is going to add a cost. So if you're already like putting six figures out in a down payment, or maybe not, but whatever, you're putting a lot of money into a down payment, you're adding th- potentially thousands of dollars in the inspection. So kind of like you kind of just have to trust Um, again, in retrospect, I would like, I wish I knew this contractor that I'm working with now because I definitely just would have had him come because he went under my house and into the crawl space. And in like two minutes, he was like, yeah, you're fucked.
0: Remember when I called you? Yeah, you did. And you were crying. And I was like, oh my God, you made me realize that I will never want to buy a house in this day and age.
1: I think it's amazing. I I think that like real estate is such a good investment, but I just think like knowing what I know now, like I think I would have been a little bit more particular about certain things. And I think that that's, you know, that's okay Uh, because it's fine. I got to rip out that ugly bathroom and I'm doing what I want. Um, But it's just
0: a lot at once. So in the interest of time, what you're going to say, what's up? No, I was actually going to ask the second part of the question is like, is this something you'd have done putting an offer on a house i unseen? Even with like, I know the people who probably applied for this house, like they have cash to burn most likely if you're buying a house, like worth 6.5 mil. Right. Um, But like, even if you had the cash to burn, is this something you would have done?
1: No. Would I ever do that? No, because I'm like a psychopath. But I, I think a lot more people do that than you think, right? Here's the thing. If you have contingency in place, and I think that that's what Tracy was going off of, right? Like, hey, look, you're not going to see this property. You're obviously just going to see a video. They're going to make it look perfect and amazing and stage and blah, blah, blah. However, she explicitly said you will have contingencies in place, in order to have a get out of jail free card. So a lot of people do that. I actually know somebody who bought a house in another state sight unseen, showed up, already owned the house and was like, okay, like, this is what we're doing. And I think especially in like the COVID market, what like people were so desperate to invest. I think everyone was like, I mean, everybody thought that suddenly they were a day trader and everybody was doing this It's kind of the same thing right like you don't really know what the fuck you're doing but you're like cool this seems like a great idea and a good place to park my money so um i wouldn't do it especially now knowing what i know and i'm just too much of a control freak but i think a lot of people do it typically knowing that they can get out if they have to with contingencies
0: Yeah, I thought what was insane about that whole scene too when they actually were able to sell the house is that Tracy was able to get the person who ended up buying it, A, to do all cash and B, no fucking contingencies, which I was like, uh, that's dicey as fuck. But once again, I'm sure these people have fucking money to burn. Um, So let's actually talk about finances when it comes to fucking buying a house. Like, A, how the hell do people just casually buy a $6 million house? And B, like... I, of course, with the offers that they had, there were some that were contingent upon a loan, right? That had that loan contingency. Like, why is it that cash is so much more desirable than, let's say, like a loan?
1: Well, I would say, I mean, cash is cash is king, right? So there are a couple a couple of things. So the first one, I think, the easiest thing to to discuss is why is cash more valuable? Cash is valuable because, again, it's not necessarily here's a suitcase full of cash take it. I own this house now, but it's one less contingency to worry about. Right. So I think what was happening really like quite a bit actually in COVID was again, people were so desperate, you know, that there was just a crazy boom in the housing market and people were overpaying left and right for properties or they were over offering we'll say. Right. Um, so the, I would say one of the biggest factors in a loan contingency or a financing contingency is the appraisal so what that means is an independent appraiser so somebody who can determine the value of a home will come to the property and they will assess the value of the home so doesn't matter what you offered doesn't matter what it was listed for what it sold for they're going to say based on you know comps so comparable sales in the in the neighborhood um based on what we're seeing in the market based on whether or not This is upgraded or there's so many various factors, right? What's the lot size, square footage, blah, blah, blah. The house is worth X dollars. So let's use our $6 million purchase again. Let's say that the buyer offered $6.5 million for that house because they were like, I don't give a fuck what it takes. I want this house. I'm beating out the competition. So I'm going to pay whatever it takes, right? Then the bank comes along and they have a, they have a loan contingency, which means if I can't get the proper financing, I can withdraw my offer and then, you know, I get my money back. So if the appraiser says, no, 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 this house is worth $6.2 million, not 6.5. And again, they're, they should be on buyer. So they don't know what you offered. Um, but let's just say that, like, no, this is worth 6.2. If, if I am the buyer and I still want this house, I have to come up with the additional. So my down payment, let's say I'm putting 10% down, $600,000 plus the additional $300,000 in, in that gap because the bank will only give you a loan for a property up to $6.2 million for that sale. She's set up Christ. Christ. Yeah. So again, if this part, let's just say clearly that woman had the cash, right? Um, but if she didn't have the cash and she went in with, out that contingency and then the appraisal came in lower than her offer like unless she was like i don't have an extra 300 i don't have a million dollars to put down on this house i only have six hundred thousand, right let's just say well she could cancel the sale but she would lose her deposit so she's now out the house and she's out uh what is it? One hundred eighty thousand dollars
0: Can I just say, like, if I had, and mind you, I really need you to be cognizant of me putting my finger on my nose and making myself look like a little piggy. (laughs) Um, If I had six fucking million dollars, I would not be buying a house in fucking LA that costs that much. Fuck that. I would, like, literally go somewhere, bumfuck middle of nowhere, buy myself a mansion away from everybody because I feel like LA, it's like, especially in these houses, these luxury area houses, there's constantly fucking busy. There's no room to breathe. You can't really do much because like LA has like so many regulations on what you can do to like reno places now. On top of that, like you can't... I I don't know. Like, I just feel like if I'm going to spend that kind of money, I'm not going to spend it on something that isn't like a fucking mansion and a half. Like knowing that I could buy something that's just as beautiful in the middle of America, somewhere in Montana, maybe in the fucking mountains. Why would I spend that money in LA, in the hills of LA? I
1: think it's about lifestyle, right? The lifestyle that you're going to have in the middle of Montana is very different than what you're going to have in the palisades of LA or Malibu you know, and these houses are mansions and these houses, I, I'm not going to like that house. It's just not my style at all, but theoretically, right? Like, and, and going through this renovation, I know now fucking tile. Let me tell you what's expensive. Tile is expensive and uh, faucets, faucets, like bathroom faucets. I was like, cool. I'm going to go spend like a couple hundred dollars. These faucets the ones I really wanted were eleven hundred dollars each. Like literally, the thing that water comes out of. So, why? my opinion, like,
0: are they made out of fucking gold? Like I, like why?
1: I can't. It's a whole thing. I'm very, very, very emotional about it, and I'm not getting the floss that I want because clearly I'm not spending that much money. But, but the point is, like I. I think it's again, it's about lifestyle. If you are down for like living in the fucking wilderness and yeah, go buy yourself a mansion for probably a million dollars, to be honest, in Montana. But if you want to have like proximity to the beach and like nightlife and you know, not everybody can work from home. Look at me. Look at me. Am I a good realtor? (laughs) What do you you think of it? Um, I mean,
0: I told you. And, and I watch this show and every time we think of you and we're just like Alina just needs to get her fucking license already because this is literally she's been built for this kind of career
1: need to I need to I also need to like get access to my clothing um because they're all stuck in my bathroom renovation right now which is just a weird <laughs> thing, right? but I think like before I can go and sell houses, God knows the same like leggings or not. <laughs> No. um, Yeah. I think, uh, I I think also these people, like if you can afford and you're approved for a $6 million house, like they're just in a different echelon than we are. So for us, let's compare it to say a million dollars, right? Is it worth it for lifestyle to pay a million dollars? And again, that's still a lot of money. I need to be very clear about that, but
0: comparable,
1: right? Like what's like kind of like on the upper ends of what's
0: maybe reasonable to us. I wonder what that lifestyle is like like, you know, that there are literally different tiers of society. Like I remember like when we were starting off at the tech company that we were all starting off at, like how we were with our money and like how we used to talk and how we used to be. And now I think about us now and how we've grown a little bit. Like, it's like, we're evolving clearly. Cause like, you know, your income bracket changes, of course, as you go on. Um, I mean, thank God. Right. Like very grateful about that, but like I feel like they're in such a different fucking world. These people can afford $6 million houses or like $17 million houses on this fucking show, all cash. Life must be grand.
1: I mean, imagine. And and I feel like that buyer looked like she was our age, if not younger. So good for her. Uh, I don't think I'll ever, I I mean, I know I'll never afford a $6 million house, but maybe we we can drink, we can drink.
0: Never uh, say never. Okay, so I actually have another question for you. Like, this is more of, like, the fun shit. So I know that you're, like, going through the renovations. You're, like, buying the tile, buying all of this, like, nice, fancy shit. Um, As you know... for my mirrors. <laughs> wait, wait, what did you say?
1: Target for, like, my mirrors
0: and stuff. <laughs> I'm here for it, though. Like, honestly, you make it work. I looked, I looked at nice stuff. But anyway, sorry. Okay, so what? we were, we're- So like one thing that I just can't fucking understand and, you know, like sometimes I watch the show and they're like, oh, here's like Italian Carrera Marble, which I get Carrera Marble. Sure. I understand that, but like, there's some finishes that I'm like it's literally 5x the price, but it doesn't really change anything. Like I could have just gotten like 14k painted gold versus this very specific gold that you got from bumfuck middle of nowhere. Um, so one thing that I thought was hilarious in the show and I became very vocal about as it was happening in real time was when the developer that the two English dudes were, um, touring the house with, and he was like, yeah, like, Uh, And this brick right here from from Chicago? And I was like, why the fuck would I care about brick coming from Chicago? Like, am am I just a weirdo? Is is like brick made in Chicago? Like, what the fuck?
1: Oh, my God. So it's really funny that you bring that up because we watched it. And we still are like laughing about that because he was like, they were like, oh, these are really nice cabinet pulls, like handles. And And he was like, oh, they're from New York. Like, they're from this faraway land called New York. And then, and then the Brick from Chicago comes. It's the same developer. Maddie, I have never laughed so hard in my life. Because normally the people that do that are like, oh, that piece of granite was flown in on a pigeon's fucking back from Zimbabwe. <laughs> Fuck, right, Like, that's exotic. Coming from a faraway land. They brought this like, enormous... Three thousand pound
0: piece of stone, like that's cool. But meanwhile, meanwhile, I'm over here, like yes, like 2018 vintage IKEA over here, <laughs> the corner <laughs> of my fucking house.
1: You know, my whole closet, my closet. I feel like maybe we should post like <laughs> right after of my closet situation, so people understand that IKEA is fucking great because my entire closet was done from IKEA, and nobody knows. So I, I, I feel, feel your closet. Well, I mean, I haven't seen it in fucking six weeks, but you know, um, no. So lying, he was like trying so hard to make this house sound like so exotic. And he's like, Oh, it's flown in from Chicago or it, it's that's brick from Chicago. I, I don't know. I don't get it. Maybe there's like some famous, like brick thing in Chicago. I don't know it. If so. And it, it was just the way that he said it, like he was saying that this was carved by like, monks in the himalayas that i thought was amazing jesus
0: himself came down and made these fucking bricks in chicago like that's i was like i was like who the fuck cares if it's from chicago i don't give a shit no i was i was dying that being
1: said picking my own finishes and stuff for this bathroom i am such i i am a little bit of a snob when I can be so the tile was the one thing that I wanted to splurge on and let me just say that I did go with the career marble that's from girls for the floors and like I think I told you this, my budget was a dollar fifty a fucking foot I spent seventeen dollars on the tile I was like look it's like less than a it's the tile is going to be there forever right you can switch out the mirrors you can switch out the faucets you can switch out things you cannot switch out, or you can but that's like a huge thing right so that's why I was like, I'm just gonna go for it. I want it to be classic. And then um I and then I picked tile for the walls and it's from Spain. So I have like, I think that's pretty exotic bathroom.
0: I mean, honestly, when you showed me the pictures, I was just like, oh, these are so fucking beautiful. And honestly, my whole thought process about that is I would rather fork out the money and like cry once about the expenditure, right? But like to be able to walk into the room and be like, okay, this is what I wanted versus, you know, cutting costs, cutting corners, and then walking in and being like, oh, I'm being frustrated every time you walk into that bathroom that you didn't really get what you wanted, you know?
1: Yeah, no. Exa- so I I really did. I tried, I went back to the store and I tried to convince myself to buy the ceramic version of the floor tile that I wanted, which ceramic is still great. Don't get me wrong, but it was not, it's not marble. And I brought it home and I bought the sample and everything. And I was like, oh, like, you're, you're going to talk yourself into this. Cause it was like $6 a foot instead of $17 a foot. And I was like, that's literally literally a third of the price. Like you, you have to do this. Like it's not that serious, but again, then I, then I was like, look, if there are other things that I'm kind of maybe compromising on, you know, I can, I can maybe eventually, I don't think I will, but maybe one day I can wrap myself around the idea of spending $1,100 on a fucking faucet. And you can do that. But again, the tile, I think is the one thing that's so, it's so permanent. Like they're going to literally like, no, like I'm not, I'm not going to get, that I felt like was such a bigger, like permanent decision. So, um, that's why I, been, um, but anyway, no, but the, this
0: was amazing. And I was like, i just good, like for creating interest in your home. Like, honestly, that shit just like cracked me the fuck up. I was like, I, I was like, I know I'm not stupid. Like I know there's a level of stupid that I have about like real estate, but I was like, I'm not that dumb that like, I can't tell, whether or not this is something that's important. And I was like, I don't think anybody gives a fuck if the brick is from Chicago, realistically. I don't, I, I, I don't know.
1: I feel like we need to like look into that, but I don't think
0: uh-huh. so. Okay, but. and my last question, because I think this is super important, especially for anybody who's listening who is an MDL LA fan. Okay, I need to know who your favorite realtor on the show is, past and present, mind you, um, who would you would want to work with and or actually help you buy and or sell your house.
1: We're talking about LA or million dollar
0: MDL period. Ooh, that's it. I mean, we all know who you would choose MDL period because we also know that like, that's your hall pass. Let's be real. Um,
1: gold, if you're listening to this, you're my hall pass.
0: <laughs> you can sell my house anytime. But uh, like, <laughs> let's talk about actual LA because you live in LA. Um. That's a
1: really good question. That's a good question. I, I love Tracy. I think she's like I said. I think she's a boss bitch. I think she gets shit done, and I feel like she is like no bullshit. Mm. I, I think Josh Altman's probably the best realtor in Los Angeles. Um, but I feel like he'd be like not my cup of tea to work with because I think we're probably we're like both. I don't know if we gel well.
0: Mm, I see that
1: where him and frederick were talking about like their different styles of, of selling and and frederick was like i'm i'm drunk yo 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 bro that's dope yo i was i never realized that that's exactly how he sells but it's so fucking true he's so la <laughs> he really is um yeah i hmm? i also love josh flag i want to be his friend but i don't have a house that he would sell so that
0: was the thing is like Pierre and I were talking about this when we were watching, I think last night's episode. Um, And we were saying how like Pierre was like, I would totally want to work with Josh flag. And the reason why is because Josh flag is like so knowledgeable. Like it's as if he went to school for this shit. You know what I mean? Like he can walk into a house. He knows what year it was built, who the architect was like this specific styling and the moldings. And he's so knowledgeable. So I feel like if I wanted to buy like a historical house, house with like culture, like um, something that is is y- unique. Something hmm? I that's ten million dollars plus. <laughs> exactly. I would go to Josh flag. Um, and if I had like an old house that had like culture that was unique and stuff, I would probably go to Josh flag, but I'm kind of with you. I feel like Tracy's a shark and I know that she would do a fucking bomb ass job with like it. And also I feel like women supporting women, like not to be all like woo, woo, but like truly I, I feel like she's so good. And I would want to, you know, su- empower and support a, another woman like business entrepreneur, if you will.
1: Tracy, her dad is like a really prolific builder or a contractor in, in LA. So like she is, I think she's worth like 800 million. It's like, she's, she comes from a long line of it too, which is why I think she has like such a knack for it and she gets it. And I think that she's just like, so on the ball. I think the difference between her and Josh Flagg who also comes from obviously a very, very, very well-to-do family is, I feel like it's more of a, it's a hobby. It's like a fun, like hobby jobby for Josh Flagg. And I think he's truly passionate about every single home that he sells, which is why he, I think, skews towards that, like historical old Hollywood or mid-century property, like, like that style of house, because he loves that. Mm. But I feel like the thing, and I think that that's also what makes Josh so good at It's like, he doesn't need the sell he doesn't need the sale. Um, so I think that his like motivation for doing a good job is also like, oh, like it's like his grandma's friends or his friends or whatever it is. Whereas I think that I feel like some of the other folks, it's more just about like clout. It's about like, oh, I, you know, like I broke a record in this neighborhood or whatever it might be. And whereas like, I think Josh is just like, I'm selling this because I actually want to. Mm -hmm. Um, so cool con collected about everything like like I said if that was my style if I had that kind of money I would 100% I just want to be his friend but
0: I feel like for every day like my purposes I mean she would also not ever sell my house but Tracy I also think it. Tracy too like I don't see a change in her effort based on the cost of the house like mm-hmm. she gives a hundred percent to every listing that she has and I think that's what I really love about her
1: I mean, I, she's just amazing. And Tracy, maybe if I ever get my real estate license one day, I'll hit you up.
0: Oh, my God. Could you imagine? I would
1: die. I would die.
0: Her died. or Oppenheim? Oh, my God. Would you go work for the Oppenheim brothers? Or bro- oh, I guess only one of them now.
1: I don't think I'm pretty enough to work there.
0: Stop. No. I mean, those girls are just another level. Um, I actually don't think... I mean, I'm going to keep my mouth shut.
1: <clears throat> no, I mean, I, I would actually, I think the Oppenheim group is the most successful, uh, brokerage in LA. Really? Yeah, so I thought that it would definitely be Josh Altman. And again, this, I look up like Royal jewels and crowns and tiaras. But isn't
0: Josh Altman like under like a different, what is it? What is it?
1: Douglas Elliman.
0: Douglas Elliman. Yeah. Um,
1: but I, th- I think that the Oppenheim twins, if you will, I think that they're actually like the most successful realtors in LA. But I think because Selling Sunset is so much less about the real estate and so much more about the
0: drama that gets completely overshadowed. Interesting.
1: By the way, can you tell us I am about this?
0: Yeah, clearly you're so knowledgeable. I mean, honestly, I'm waiting for you to get your fucking real estate license because if the off chance that Pierre and I do want to buy a house, I need you to be around for it.
1: Yeah, I mean, practicing all my negotiations with people that I negotiate with all day long. So yeah, um, but no, I, I love this. I feel like I will take that job and I will
0: get you that house and we'll do every inspection under the sun. I mean, honestly, considering the trauma that you've gone through, I feel like you will do your utmost to ensure that that trauma is not spread to the masses.
1: I will do my fucking best. Um <laughs>
0: Um, awesome. Well, thank you so much for sharing your wisdom of all things real estate with me. I know this is a really complicated topic and we could probably spend like five episodes, like educating people on it, but like, this was great. No, I love this. I think that we should do more switcheroos more often. Oh, I'm fucking here for it. It's, it's so nice when like I get to be the, the pretty one. <laughs>
1: You're always the pretty
0: one. You're the sexy librarian. Remember? Oh my God, stop. What is happening? Okay. With that, I actually need to go and make myself another drink.
1: <laughs> All right.
0: I'll see ya.
1: So there you have it. Thank you so much for joining us on the beauty of the brain. Be sure to join us next week for
0: our next spin on intellectualizing our basic bitch interests. Be sure to join us and don't forget to like and subscribe so you never miss an episode. Tweet us at The Beauty and Brain and follow us at The Beauty and Brain Podcast on Instagram. Give us feedback, tell us what you love, what you don't love, let us know what topics you'd like for us to cover, and we'll talk to you all later.